Welcome to another encouraging word from Pastor Ron Hammonds, Senior Pastor of Golden Triangle Church on the Rock in Southeast Texas. We are so glad you're joining us. For more information about Golden Triangle Church on the Rock Ministries, visit our website, cotr.com. Enjoy the word. Tonight, we're going to get straight to the word. And tonight, we're going to be talking about reasons. We are in our Christmas season series, and we've been enjoying that now uh, in December. And uh, I would encourage you, if you have not been following along or not been able to be here uh, or watch online uh, through this December, I want to encourage you to go back and uh, just uh, listen to the archives. Perhaps go to EZ Sermons. That's E z sermons one word easysermons.com you can download the notes from our christmas series and uh you can catch up where we are uh, tonight we're going to be in the same chapter of the same book in the first chapter of the gospel of luke tonight and uh you know reading the word of god is so enjoyable it is something that i enjoy so much and i want to encourage you to read the word of god uh, have you found the book of Luke chapter 1? Okay, the gospel of Luke chapter 1. As I said, we have been uh, reading uh, since, you know, all this month of December. We've been teaching and preaching from this particular chapter. We'll go over a couple of things that you have already heard uh, just to set, just to get the setting for this evening. And as I said this evening, the title of the message is Reasons. You'll, you'll hear more about that just a little bit later. Luke chapter 1, beginning in verse 5, reading from the New King James Version. There was in the days of Herod, the king of Judah, Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias of the division of Abijah. His wife was of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God, walking in the commandments and the ordinances of the Lord, blameless. They were righteous, and they were blameless. But they had no child, because Elizabeth was barren, and they were both well advanced in years." Now, you may remember the account because just two Sundays ago, we studied this account and we found out that Zacharias was standing at a very special place in the temple. He was at the place of the altar of incense. He was burning incense before the Lord in this holy place and he was interceding. And the picture that, that, that the Apostle Paul and the writers of the New Testament would later give us is a picture of the prayers and the praises of God going up in that smoke of the incense as a well-pleasing um, aroma to God, but also that the prayers are coming before God in this very sanctified manner. Uh, it was just a, you know, a, a, um, um, a great picture of, of Zacharias standing right at the heart of God, communicating with God, and all of the sudden, the angel Gabriel is standing there Boom, you know, and when, 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 when the, the angel Gabriel appeared right there to Zacharias, well, verse 12 says, and when Zacharias saw him, saw Gabriel, the angel, Zacharias was troubled and fear fell upon him. You know, that is a great picture. 
for anyone who is uh, who who is who has ever um, had something suddenly make you afraid. Have you ever been startled? You know, it happens in my house all the time. All you have to say is Brenda. You know, uh, and if if she doesn't know you're there, you hear a, ah. You know, uh, in fact, it's kind of a little bit fun. Sometimes I video her. You know, I, uh, you know, I don't know. I've, I've kind of got that little little boil on the inside of me that I know it's going to happen anyway. So I just turn the video thing on and say, "Hey, ah!" And uh, you know, that's. Can you imagine you're all by yourself, like Zacharias? It's a great picture. The Bible says, "And fear fell up on him." Wow, that's how it feels. I've been startled before. And it feels like fear just falls on you. Whoosh. You know, I mean, you don't know whether to take off running or, you know, jump or fight or whatever, you know. Um, now, this verse is not saying, it's not indicating that Zachari- Zacharias has some spirit of fear. The Bible tells us that he has not given us the spirit of fear. We're not talking about the spirit of fear. The spirit of fear is, is where people anxiously live their life. They live their life in some anxious manner that, that they're always worried about something or borrowing trouble or, or you know, uh, they, they, they just can't contend with life. And so worry is just a part of their everyday action, you know, and they fret about things. Uh, uh, their self-assessments always end up on some, oh, woe is me, I'm afraid, what's going to happen? You think, you, think, you know, uh, this is going to happen. Zacharias was not that kind of person. There's no indication here that, that Zacharias had a spirit of fear. There's no indication here that Zacharias was worried about his future or worried about his life. Um, uh, rather, Zacharias was startled. Fear fell upon him. You know, some moments, even God moments, can surprise us. And that's what happened to Zacharias. He was surprised, very surprised, startled. He was, he was so surprised that the Bible says that fear fell on him. Ah, you know, what do you do? Uh, you know, uh, you know uh. the difference between a spirit of fear and a surprise, the difference between being startled by something that happens and, and living in a state of worry is that many surprises come from God. Uh, uh, the spirit of fear does not. Living a worried life does not come from God. Don't be a worrier, the Bible says. Don't be anxious. Be anxious for nothing. Don't, don't let turmoil and worry and, 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 and anxiety control your every day or, 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 or visit you all the time or your night times. You know, you can't sleep. That's not God. If you happen to be surprised by God, if you happen to be startled by God, then I can guarantee you the way that you will know it's a God surprise and not just a surprise that, 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 that comes from the devil and not just a surprise that comes from the world is because God will supply an answer as to why he is surprising you. He will let you know. When God surprises you, you will hear in your spirit and your mind First of all, you will hear the first words that Zacharias heard. When God surprises you, 
This is what you will hear in your spirit and in your mind. Do not be afraid. Now, you can pass over that. But how many times have you been startled and all of a sudden what rose up on the inside of you is a scripture that says, don't worry about anything, don't be afraid, you know, fear not. How many times, how many times have you gone to someone and said, oh, I just got surprised, and they said, don't, don't let fear take control of you. I mean, that's the messenger of God. That's the message of God. Whenever you hear, don't be afraid, guess what? It's time to not be afraid, okay? Because God's got this. God's got a plan. Every time that God surprises you, he will include, when it is God, he will include, don't be afraid. When it's the devil, he'll say, be afraid. When it's the devil, he'll go, yeah, and I'm going to destroy you. Do you all see the difference? That's one of the things you can actually take away from this passage. Uh, uh, and, and if there's anything else you need to know when it's from God, God will tell you. It is your job to stop fearing and start listening because it's hard to listen when you're screaming. On the outside or on the inside, it's hard to hear the voice of God whenever all you can hear is the screaming on the inside, the worry and the anxiety. It was Zacharias' job to stop being afraid when the messenger of God said, do not fear. I'm sorry, but there is not another word from God, but stop fearing. Until you stop being afraid, there's not another word from God. Because as long as you are afraid, it will drown out what God wants to tell you. You have to take control of your life. You have to stop being afraid. Don't be afraid. Your job is to stop fearing and start listening. Verse 13, but the angel said to him, do not be afraid, Zacharias. And evidently, Zacharias went, okay. And he hears this. He hears the reason why. The angel has showed up. The reason why he has been surprised. He hears even the reason why in the past. Perhaps he felt like his prayers had not been answered in the time and the timing that he wanted. He's getting an answer from God. God answers us in his time. Our job is to stop being afraid. Stop worrying and let God speak in his time, in his way. That's what Zacharias did. He said, because for your prayers, this is the reason you need to stop worrying. Because God hears your prayers. Your prayer has, you know, is heard. Now, Zacharias was not praying about this situation on this day. It was an earlier prayer. But in, in God's uh, uh, world and timing, his timing is perfect. It was as if Zacharias had prayed and here God had answered. He said, do not be afraid, Zacharias, for your prayer is heard. And your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son. He's telling about what prayer was heard. And you shall call his name John. And basically, uh, uh, you know, it's going to make everybody better off. Verse 15. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. 
He will also be filled with the Holy Spirit, even from his mother's womb. Wow. And, uh, and then he went on to say, you know, he'll turn the uh, uh, children of Israel back to, back to God. Uh, indulge me, if you will, here as I uh, run this little rabbit trail uh, that, that I saw today uh, before we get to our main point tonight. You know, I find it interesting that Jesus, when Jesus was talking about John the Baptist, uh, who, who this angel is prophesying will be born, this forerunner of Christ, the, the one who would go forth in the spirit of Elijah. Later on, during the time of Jesus' earthly life and ministry, Jesus was talking to a group of people about John the Baptist. You can read about it in Matthew uh, chapter 11, Luke chapter 7. And Jesus said this. He said, you know, John the Baptist came neither eating nor drinking. He's talking about that, you know, John the Baptist, you know, he was dressed in, in, in camel hair, the Bible says. And, you know, uh, and, and he ate wild locusts, you know, and he didn't drink any wine or strong drink. Uh, and Jesus said, this guy, he didn't come eating. He didn't come, you know, uh, going to the buffet every day. He didn't, you know, he wasn't, you know, overindulging himself. And he was not drinking wine or any strong drink. He did not come eating and drinking. And all of you said that he was demon possessed. Wow, isn't that interesting? That, 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 that the people, the common people, looked at him and saw him in camel hair and saw him, you know, uh, living in the desert and they saw him eating, you know, locusts and they saw him, you know, uh, eating wild honey and, and, and they saw him, you know, never taking a, a, a drop of alcohol and they said, that man is demon possessed. He's crazy. He's a lunatic. He's got a devil. That's what Jesus said. Jesus said, you guys, because he didn't eat and didn't drink, you said he's got a devil. He said, yet the Son of Man, talking about himself, the Messiah, you know, came both eating and drinking. I mean, I'm, I'm you know, Jesus is saying, buddy, I am eating and I am, you know, I'm, I'm enjoying myself, you know. I like the fruit of the vine and, I, and, I, and, 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 and I'm eating. I mean, I'm, I'm enjoying, I'm going to, you know, people's house and eating all over the place, you know, from Zacchaeus to Simon. I mean, and, and, and we're having banquets and Martha and Mary are cooking for me. And, hey, we're having a, man, here I can... He came neither eating and drinking. You said he was demon-possessed. I came uh, eating and drinking, and you're saying that I am a, a glutton and a drunkard. That's interesting. That the people looked at Jesus and said he's a glutton and a drunkard. I mean, this is Jesus' assessment of himself. He's listening to what people are saying about him. Now, I am not suggesting you go out and gorge yourself and, 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 and get drunk. That's not the point. If you miss the point, it's your own dang fault. Okay? You'd have to go mighty far to say that. But here Jesus is painting a picture of the fact that you can't please people. No matter what you do or don't do. You're not going to please everybody. Those that like you are going to like you. Those that love you are going to love you. Those that don't like you aren't going to like you. That's life. No matter what you do or you don't do. Okay? Uh, and, and they will love you or hate you depending on what's in their heart. 
not in accordance with what you're doing. And if you're living a reasonable life and people don't like you, it's because of what's in their heart. Hello? Okay, I thought I would throw that in there. Back to our message then for this evening, okay? It's, uh, and, and I'm not uh, saying go down and do that likewise, okay? Um, Luke 1, verse 15. Look what he said. For... This John the Baptist, he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. He will also be filled with the Holy Spirit even from his mother's womb. Now, six months later, Mary has a visitation from Gabriel. And immediately, as we talked about this past Sunday, she gets up and she goes down to Judea. Probably, you know, an 80 to a 100 mile walk. And here she is coming into the house of Zacharias and Elizabeth. Elizabeth is six months pregnant with John the Baptist. And remember the prophecy. You know, he shall be filled with the Holy Spirit. Even from his mother's womb. Okay. Let's look at the fulfillment of that prophecy in Luke chapter 1, verse 41. And it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary that the babe leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And you know what happened? She began to prophesy. We talked about it on Sunday. She began to prophesy. She was filled with the Holy Spirit. But wait, the prophecy says that the babe would be filled with the Holy Spirit. This child would be filled with the Holy Spirit, even from his mother's womb. But we see the fulfillment of it, and she is filled with the Holy Spirit, with the evidence here of of prophecy, of speaking by the Holy Spirit, these, these prophetic utterances of God. Speaking the blessings of God, it's evident. You know, we have always known that there is a natural biological connection between a mother and the child. But here we see a confirmation that there is also a spiritual connection in these relationships. A spirit, you know, the word of God that came through Gabriel... It was concerning the child, but the fulfillment of the promise says that what happened to the mom happened to the child. What happened to the child happened to the mom, showing that, that, uh, that definite connection, the fulfillment of the promise but that definite connection that, that when this child was filled with the Holy Spirit, then Elizabeth was too. Or when Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit, the child was too. There is a definite connection that God is making here, I believe. And, and, and we know it wasn't just for the babe. We know that, that, uh, that Elizabeth began to prophesy, that Mary was encouraged, that Mary heard words, and that we still have words. We know that all of this worked together. What affects our children 
definitely affects us biologically and spiritually. And what affects us affects our children. In fact, I believe that we impact our children. And I don't believe it's just biological children. I believe that we impact those with whom God has given us covenant relationships. I believe that our life impacts the lives of others, and others impact our lives. It's, it's a family thing. Much of this occurs on a spiritual level, and it is beyond, far beyond, the view or the control of mortal man. The natural man may not be discerning as to what happened in Elizabeth's life whenever John the Baptist was filled with the Holy Spirit, according to the messenger of God. No doubt Mary had her reasons why she went to see Elizabeth. We talked about those on Sunday. Many reasons. She had her reasons why she went to see Elizabeth. No doubt Elizabeth had her reasons why she was happy to see Mary. However, I feel that one of the biggest reasons why Mary went to see Elizabeth was to fulfill this prophecy that Gabriel had given. He said the child would be filled with the Holy Spirit even from his mother's womb. And I believe that this was the reason why. There are a lot of reasons. And listen, it takes a lot of moving pieces to get the job done. There are a lot of reasons why God moves us the way He does. There are a lot of reasons why we feel the inspiration of God and feel as though that we should do this or should do that. There are a lot of reasons why other people benefit from what we do and we benefit from what others do. But yet, God has a great reason to fulfill his promises and fulfill his word. Reckon how many times someone prayed like Zacharias for their children or their grandchildren, their great-grandchildren. Do you know I pray for my great-grandchildren that have not yet been born? I pray for them. I know God hears my prayers. And I know that there are a lot of moving pieces in this puzzle that God is putting together under the umbrella of His plan and His vision. And I believe with 100% of my faith that I am standing here today as a result of the prayers of my forefathers, as a result of the prayers of, of a far back as I can reach, my great-grandfather, my great-great-grandfather, you know, uh, uh, my, my grandfather, um, you know, my 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 uncles and my all of these people my grandmother my my grandmother used to tell me I pray for you every night when I was a little boy she would tell me every night I call your name before the Lord and I pray for you God's going to help you <laughs> to quit being like you are she would sometimes you know kind of give me that indication because I'm praying for you and it worked. There are a lot of moving pieces. It takes a lot of moving pieces. It takes a lot. 
for God to orchestrate and fulfill his promises and his plans like the prayers of Zacharias were fulfilled in a day to come when Zacharias did not imagine, when Zacharias perhaps had even forgotten. God had not forgotten. You are one of the moving pieces to God's puzzle. I am sure of it. You, it takes so many. Reckon how many people in your neighborhood, on your job. Reckon how many people in your world tomorrow that someone has prayed for that may just need a little encouragement. They may just need, you know, they may just need someone to tell them that God loves them. They may need someone to tell them, listen, why don't you ask God to help? You are one of the pieces, the moving pieces to the plan of God. God is putting things together to fulfill His Word and the promises that He has made and the prayers He wants to answer for others. We need to be sensitive to the leading of the Lord and we may not realize right now just how important we are to the overall plan of God. But one day when we get to heaven, when we get on the other side of this veil, we're going to look back and realize how many people we touched and made it possible that we encouraged, that we gave um, an opportunity that fulfilled a promise, God's plan in their life. Be sensitive to the Lord. You are a moving piece to the puzzle of God. I want to close tonight by encouraging you to say what Mary said. Because one of the ways that we can ensure we do not miss the Lord, that we do not miss His leadership, one of the ways that we can be sure that we are following his leadership and sensitive to his leadership is to make sure that we are not being moved by the flesh, that we are not being moved by fear, that we're not being moved by anxiety, that we're not being moved by selfishness. If we can cut out those works of the flesh found in Galatians chapter 5, if we can cut those things out of our motivation, if we can decide we're not going to be motivated by the works or the trappings or the promises or the lust of the flesh, then we can be much more open and sensitive to the leadership of the Lord. And just because it's hard does not mean it's not God. Just because it costs does not mean that you should avoid it. And, 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 and just because it may not benefit you in a moment does not mean that it is not the will of the Father. Just because it does not get you what you want right now does not mean you need to exit off of the will of God. Open your heart and say what Mary said. Be it unto me according to your word. You know, not only did Mary say that, but years later, her son said the same thing. Only he said it this way, not my will, but yours be done. It's the same thing his mother said. You don't think there's a great spiritual connection here? Of course there is. And that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead 
dwells in you. That's the Christmas message. So allow me to close with these four takeaways. Number one, some moments, even God moments, can surprise us. Okay? But just because it's surprised does not mean it's not God. Being startled is different than being afraid. Okay? With a spirit of fear. Number two, it takes a lot of moving pieces to get the job done, and you are a moving piece of God. You are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. You. You. <laughs> you. Okay? And if you will lift up Christ, the Bible says others will see the light in you and they will glorify God in heaven. Don't forget, you have a job to do. You are a moving piece to God's plan. The third thing is that you have spiritual connections beyond the control of mortal man. What you do affects others. How you feel affects others. The way you act and react affects others. Okay? It affects family. It affects friends. It affects those that you are in covenant with. It is a spiritual connection that's far beyond the control and often the view of mortal man. But don't think for one moment that what you do does not impact others. It does. And what they do impacts you. And the last one for this evening. Your job is to stop worrying and start listening. Thanks again for joining us for another dynamic message from Pastor Ron Hammonds. Visit cotr.com and subscribe to all of our social media platforms to stay up to date. As well, receive more encouraging messages from our pastor and details of the work we're doing both in our community and communities like ours around the world. Today and every day, God bless.